Too much horror business Driving late at night Psycho 78 12 o'clock Don't be late I said all this horror business Greetings and salutations Did we start? Yeah. Oh my god, I hate you so much <laughs> Okay it was Weekend at Bernie's it was, it was Weekend at Bernie's Oh I got 37 oh, minutes in. No, that was, I tried to listen to that one too because I like Weekend at Birdies and I couldn't. Yeah. yeah. You're, you, I agree All right. with you. Yeah, go ahead. Justin, right. you have my permission to proceed. Greetings and salutations. First... My name is Justin Lohr. <laughs> and you're listening to episode 139 of Horror Business. Fuck uh, you, Chris Reject. We're joined by our illustrious guest. Uh, a man who is convinced that he gives a bump to everything he does, uh, but really has been one of our longest and most reliable supporters. We love him very much, though often we just really want to make him feel bad because that's that or actually murder him. Yeah, or murder him. I, Chris you reject. Know, Liam, thank you for that very nice introduction. Justin Lore is an inhuman pit, but you just, or, you know, sorry, you, Liam. You are a gentleman and a scholar. See, no. The, Welcome to the show, me. What's great about this, Chris, is that when you come on Cinepunks, it's just you and Josh jerking each other off while I just sit there and fume. We now, love each other. Now we get to trade places because while I don't love you the way that Josh does, I certainly don't hate you the way that Justin does. So it's like I get oh, I to be. I thought you were going to say that it's a different. It's a different kind of swordsmanship between Justin and I having a pissing contest. Yes. Or uh, yes. Josh and I jerking each other off. Yeah. Either way, no one's touching my dick, and I think that's how I want it to be. <laughs> Chris, what I movies? Think that's right. What what movies are we talking about today? Um, Phantoms. Dean, what sorry, you, Dean Koontz. I have no fucking. I don't. I don't even want to talk about that. Oh my fucking god. Movie. We're talking about nineteen The blob. I fucking hate you so much. Jesus Christ! I can feel my blood. Boiling. It happens so quickly, Listen, and it's so satisfying if need, too. If you if you need some lisinopril, I just my dose is doubled because I my don't. I don't. I'm, I'm gonna go high. in the bathroom and I'm gonna take my entire dose of fucking Xanax and just fucking drift off. I'm on lisinopril too. You? I'm also deadly? on. I'm also on resuvastatin. Lisinopril, resuvastatin. Yeah, I used to do. I used to do hydrochlorothiazide, but I got her to take me off of that. 1998 it looks bad, but I guess that level of shitty CGI is very much of 99. Like I guess a, I forget like how retro good. 98 is. No, 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 right. no, no, no. Here, here's why the, the CGI in Phantoms is unforgivable. This came out six years after Terminator 2. Okay, right. Yes, correct. Right. Yes, that's fair. Okay. Hey, okay. hey. Uh, who, who do we have to thank people first? We're all worked up. Okay, first off, let's just do this. 
We talk about him Listeners so much. Listeners of the show, what you don't know is that we had a long... I stormed off from the recording. Uh-huh. Um, it's It's been a day. So we're, we're all frothy already. Uh, Justin and I are coming out. So I apologize. If you need to take a minute, pause the show, get yourself worked up, and then come back. Then get you'll froth. be at our level. You so can froth up yourself. <laughs> I mean, I was like, man, we're recording early enough that I'm going to have a nice night. And Nope. Nope. Not going to happen. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, okay. Let's back this up a little bit. First off, everyone listening, if you've listened to the show before, you know who Chris Reject is, uh, and you know that not only does he run this amazing screen printing business that we basically suck off every episode, but real quick, he also runs wrestling promotions. He pretends like he needs to come on the show to promote those things, but they basically sell out long before you come on the show. So this whole thing is just pretend. It's just an excuse for you to come on the show and torture Justin. To get frothy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because there's no way that our little podcast is giving you. But honestly, we should be demanding that you promote our shit at your fucking wrestling show. Get some of those wrestling goombas to listen to our shit. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I think it should be. But uh, before all that, we should say thank you to all our supporters on Patreon, which unfortunately also is Chris. So I just feel like we owe Chris like way too much. Like we yeah. really got to create some separation here. But uh, all our supporters on Patreon, we love you. Your support helps us pay for uh, our hosting fees. It helps us cover uh, advertising, and really, it keeps me from uh, feeling like that uh, uh, everything we do is is pointless. Like knowing there are people who are willing to support us feels like okay. There are people who still care about what we're doing. If you also care about what we're doing and you've never checked out the patreon head to patreon.com backslash cinepunks uh because he's here i don't think we need to say that much about how much we hate chris reject you guys know that but why is chris on the show why did uh ostentatious can i thank can i thank can i thank my patreon supporters yes please do okay so i have lvac has a patreon now so we bought a building and part of that building process is just hemorrhaging unimaginable amounts of money every every day every week every month and so we got a patreon to sort of like help with that uh and so i would like to thank my patreon subscribers thanks guys you're you're wonderful we couldn't do it without you it's patreon.com slash lvac no x's yeah he abandoned well, the straight X's. edge yeah of course thank you uh you should also head to www.xlvacx dot com chris runs this screen printing thing don't let his performance on this podcast deter you <laughs> from checking out the business because they do the best work it's just a reality they do the best work they're great to work with uh the you know the the people who work there are you know they're, they're really submitting themselves to the rule of a despot and only to in, in order to offer you high quality screen printing that is actually approachable, real people that you want to talk to about your work. And whatever Chris says about we can't do that, it's not true. They can do anything there. So whatever shitty, stupid idea that you have, take it to Chris. And don't go to the website, actually. Just go look them up on Google, go to the address, and just bang on the door until Chris lets you in. Shouting your idea is the answer. Go at night, too. Yeah, like, definitely at night. Go, go at oh, night. Fuck. <laughs> I son of a bitch I had a fucking idea and I I was gonna do the 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 bit how about this how about this yeah. Liam yeah if I wanted to get a t-shirt that said I hope Mitch McConnell freezes 
mid-speech every day from now until the end of his miserable little life, where would I go to buy that shirt? Where would I go to get that shirt made in massive quantities because everybody fucking hates Mitch McConnell and hopes that he poops yeah, his pants yeah. every day? Uh, you would you, talk to yourself in the mirror. You go, yeah. Well, if you wanted to do it, Chris, no, I'm incompetent. I would talk you to would my staff. Yeah, you yes. would talk to your staff at xlvacx.com. Uh, yeah, no, you you do great work there. I mean, you don't do any fucking work, but uh, people there do great work. Uh, yeah, he. I can't believe he froze up again, and this man is still in power. I mean, I am it's not wild. surprised at all. Let's not get into it because I'm gonna fucking lose my mind so yeah this, that, that whole fucking thing anyway uh we should also thank while we're at it uh our friends at essexcoffeeroasters.com uh aaron dahlbeck's the best he roasts wasn't he your, in bain and um what was that other, other thing be well converge, converge. 10 yeah. yard fight, Ten yard fight. Oh. Yeah. I would buy copy from him. Yeah. He's probably been on tour a lot and wants to demystify the experience <laughs> of finding you. good coffee, right? Chris, Chris listens to these podcasts too much. It's, it's it's There's too much insider baseball going on. Uh, hey, put in the code CinePunks on your way out to get 10% off. Uh, big up to Sharky for uh, you know making this sound good, even though I'm sure Chris and Justin will be yelling at each other midway through, <laughs> and it's going to sound like chaos, and somehow Thank you, Sharky. Sharky's going to make it work, mechanicalsharkmedia.com, and of course, check out my company, Rough Cut Fan Club. Uh, by the time you hear this, we might have our next drop up, but I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing, Chris. You're going to understand this, because you work with us. Justin like has a job and shit. Like He has like a career. And it's like a real career. Justin Miller, that is, not Justin Lurie. I was going to say, I don't Justin have a fucking... No and future. so, like, he, we do this thing together, but, like, oftentimes I can't, like, like expect things from him because he's working at his real job. Plus, he has two kids. You know, I asked him, I had, I had an idea that I had requested from one of the artists that we work with for Dry Rot, which is dryrot.shop, uh, and he didn't come through on it, and I reached out to Justin sort of like last minute to, to bring this idea to life. And I was shocked that he was, that he accepted my foolishness, did it, did an awesome job. And then now it was going to be like, I talked about doing a rough cut collab, like a different colorway or something. And it got shot down and we have to ice it. And I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that it will come out eventually, but it's just like, Oh, why cool. did you we have to, up why and, did you have to ice it? I'll tell you that off air. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Because I I know all about that. I got really excited for that drop, and then he it's a he did bit the of my thing. Own. Well, he it was does like his... a little bit of my own. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, oh I'm gonna go. You ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, it was a little bit of my own miscommunication, and like I got kind of excited and put the cart before the horse. And then the other part was I I encountered someone who either is going to put me on the path to like some cool officially licensed stuff, maybe. Sure. Or sure. or a lot of season desists, but yes. what are you going to do? You roll those dice, you know? Yeah. Well, for so I'm waiting for that to kind of come through. So he sent me the design and he, he was like, you know, we might want to do a collab. And I suggested a, a co, a co design to put with it, which he got soaked on. And then we were like talking about it. And then he just like switched lanes and was like, should we do this? And then sent me some ideas about something else. And because he, much like myself, has super intense ADHD. I never stopped to go, 
what's causing this change of topic all of a sudden? Which it might have <laughs> been because this idea went. Uh, I I always thought we were ready to drop the other thing, and now I know why he suddenly wanted to do something else entirely. Which also we don't have designs for, so it doesn't matter. But anyways, rockoflanclub.com. Sorry for all that inside baseball, everybody. Okay, hey, Justin Lore, I love you. I love you too, Liam. I think you have a question for both me and Chris, right? What's what's the question you want to ask us? So, uh, as you know, it's like we we are we get a call. We're all police officers. We get a call to this this town. We go there, and I am, um, you know, the town is creepily abandoned. Um, there's like stuff happening. There's, you know, movement in the shadows, and um, there's a woman dead in her bed, and she's all stiff and bruised. And I'm talking to her, and take my hat off in a really weird way. And uh, and Liam comes up and says, "Hey, what are you doing?" Goes, ah, what? Well, uh, you're looking for clues, and I go, "Yeah." And as Liam walks out of the hallway, I would say, "Hey, Liam, um, what movies have you what have you done involving horror recently?" But instead, I yell downstairs to Chris Reject, who certainly isn't going to walk outside for no reason to get banished. Seconds later, I ask him because he's our guest. What have you done involving horror recently, if anything? Uh, you know, I watched a movie called Phantoms, which okay, I've heard uh, of it. I watched a movie called Yeah, I watched the Bob from nineteen ninety eight. Also um, heard of it. A couple weeks ago, I saw Lost Highway at Mahoning. If that counts as a horror movie, I think it does. You were there. Uh-huh. We we were there briefly together. My dog um, sucks, so she ruined it. Well, you know, the, she, these things happen. Um, Honestly, I don't know what else I've really, I haven't had a lot of time, you know, I've been going pretty hard for the last couple of months. So it's like, I've watched some movies, but I've been trying to focus my efforts on rewatching the entire fast franchise instead of super scary stuff. But you know, October's coming. So I'll probably try to catch up. You're you're still shook from the boogeyman, aren't you? I walked out of that fucking movie and I walked into fast X. Yeah. I love that you walked out of that movie. Oh my god, that makes me so happy. Oh yeah, I guess shit. I, you guys don't have me on the show enough. I forgot to. Yeah, I went to see the Boogeyman, and as soon as what was it like? It was like the scene of the girl looking under the bed, and I just like I was there with Benny, and I turned to Benny, and I said, Benny, I don't want to watch this anymore. Let's go. Like that was just like, oh, that's enough for me. And it just was. And I texted Justin, and you thought I was fucking with you, but it's sometimes <laughs> you know, it's like I compared it. I compared it to like get dude where it's like Justin, you're pretty heavily tattooed, so it's like, and Liam, you have tattoos, so it's you know you're not a super sick tat daddy like Justin and I, but there are times where you sit down and you start to get hit, and you're like, you know what, I don't, I don't want, I don't want this is not for me today. This is not it. I'm gonna, I'm done. Thank you for your time. I'll see you later. And so, it it felt like that. Like there was something that I was just like, I. I was like kind of excited to see this movie, and now I'm just gonna go see Fast X because that movie was great. Fair enough. So I think that's the limit. I think chickening out of the Boogeyman. I'll probably think of some stuff later, but chickening out of the Boogeyman and uh, you know going to the doctor and finding out what my blood pressure was this morning was probably the most horrifying things that I've sure yeah experienced yeah, yeah, yeah. in the last few few months. So how about you, Liam? Oh, look at look at that! Him kicking it to to me. So professional. I know he is kind of professional. I think. Uh, hey, 
Uh, Movie-wise, I haven't done a lot because we didn't record that long ago, Justin. And the last thing I saw horror-wise in the theater was Talk to Me. And we talked about that, right? I think we talked yes, about that already. Yes, we did, yep. <clears throat> but what I did do, and this was kind of partly inspired by you. So uh, I don't talk about it a lot on here, but I used to be a big reader. And I kind of got out of the habit of reading. Nerd. Uh, part of part of that was uh, part of that was uh, grad school. I think I was I did so much that it, I just kind of lost. Oh, it. same thing. Same thing and, happened to me. And and another part of that, honestly, and I think I only came to terms with it today, was that uh, I used I used to like Twitter. And uh, you know, if there's if there's only one thing I can thank Mister Musk for, it's. Uh, ruining twitter because now uh i don't look at it ever like i never look at it and while the other social medias are all fine i guess none of them really steal my brain the way that twitter used to and uh suddenly i have a lot more attention and i could read again so uh i've been reading and one of the first things i read uh that was a book i first started with comics and for that i i've talked about that on here but that's that's thanks to friend of the show adriana gober who really hyped up the Jonathan Hickman X-Men run, the Krakoa stuff. I like ripped through that. I'm like totally caught up. I'm like buying new monthlies now of, of X-Men titles because that's I'm what's up. So caught up after I was three, three, you know, that was three or four years ago, that whole, you know, reboot started. And now I'm like totally caught up with this crazy, but I was like, all right, I'm going to read a novel and just partly just randomly and partly inspired by you. Uh, I started reading Dr. Sleep. Uh, we've oh, talked, okay. we've talked before about, I saw the movie and, you know, I'm very familiar with the shining, both the movie and the book, but I never gave Dr. Sleep a chance. In fact, what's funny reading Dr. Sleep was remembering how the only reason I knew it existed when it came out was because Stephen King was on fresh air and I listened to his interview on fresh air and I thought, Oh, Dr. Sleep, that sounds interesting. I should check that out. And I never did. So I picked it up at the library because I was there with my daughter and she was looking at stuff and I just had nothing to do. And I just thought, well, maybe I'll look at this book a little bit. And, uh, you know, I have not found reading easy for a long time. And I got through that book in like a week, just ripped through it and was like, am I back to reading? So then uh, my wife and my daughter gave me a copy of Grady Hendrix's Final Girl Support Group. I, okay. I picked that up because I hadn't read it yet. My wife gave it to me as a present, and then she read it and loved it. She actually has become quite the Grady Hendrix fan. Uh, and so I was like, well, let me try this one out. And I finished that one in three days. And so uh, I think I'm back into reading now. I think that's a thing I do now, uh, which is great because I used to be so excited about reading. Now, granted, I know this is also somehow ADHD related because I know now through like medicine and therapy that one of the reasons I used to read so much as a kid was just as a way to avoid interacting with other people, you know? Uh, and so like I do wonder to what extent – my current reading success is like a form of like hyper focus. I don't know for sure. But what I do know is I really like Dr. Sleep. And I, we've talked about this before. I grew up reading Stephen King, but I haven't been stoked on reading a Stephen King book in a long time. Like I've tried to go back to a few that I loved when I was younger and I just wasn't really excited about them. But I fucking loved Dr. Sleep. If, if anyone out there is curious about it, you're a king head, you love The Shining, but you never got into any of these later books, 
Dr. Sleep is to me, and Justin, this is going to seem so obvious to you because I know you like this book a lot. It is the perfect sequel to The Shining to me. Yes. I just can't believe because to me, I get that for many writers, the idea of, oh, Chris went off. Hopefully he comes back. Uh, I think the idea for many writers of I'm going to write a sequel to one of my books is either completely satisfying or completely terrifying, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, but I think not a lot of people could do that and do it well. And uh, I just think it really works perfectly. I think usually a sequel to a book is a bad idea. <laughs> I, I don't. I was not excited necessarily about the idea of it, even though hearing him talk about it on NPR made it sound interesting. Uh, but reading it, it it rules it's a it's a fucking great book uh final girl support group also great i think a little less epic than dr sleep dr sleep is more of i mean it's very much a stephen king book you know and people who are familiar know what that means uh final girl support group is a little bit more winky and gimmicky but uh i also loved that and i i already knew i was gonna love that i like i've read some of grady hendrix's other books but i'm hoping this is like me getting back into reading uh, heavy and so then i'll be able to talk more about some other horror novels but that's about it for me i haven't really watched much horror that wasn't for some sort of podcast uh occasion uh how about you justin um i have done a lot of stuff involving horror as anyone who follows me on instagram can tell um one of the big things i did was the um popcorn frights film festival i i wanted to you know participate merely as a spectator and just watch movies and just relax uh but not to toot my own horn i've written enough movie reviews now where my name is on a list of people that you know pr companies just send screeners out to um and one of the screeners was for a movie called psychosis i wrote a review for it you should go check it out on cinepunks.com um i i watched the pope's exorcist oh okay not nearly as bad as i thought it was gonna be <clears throat> sure and just ridiculous enough to be like entertaining um i watched a little movie for uh at popcorn frights film fest that i think is going to be getting a lot of attention the trailer dropped today i think called beat in the death it's like an australian Oh, I don't even fucking know. Just one of the most violent films I've ever seen. Um, I watched two movies that had the beloved Mark Patton in them, uh, Watchdog and Swallowed. Um, I started reading a book by fellow Mahoning Drive-In attender Justin Lutz called Gemini Rising. Um, if you go to his, let me see where you can find it at because you have to order it from him. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, it's a great book. Uh, one of the one of the reviews described it as uh, "Fire in the Sky" if David Lynch has, had directed it. Which it's fucking signed me up. That's crazy. Um, I watched just a ton of shit, like so much stuff. Uh, standouts. Uh, I I watched the Black Demon, that like shark movie, and that's good. Um. Yes and no. Okay. It definitely, so my problem with the Meg movies is that they are borderline 
look how fucking cool this is. Ah, it's so crazy. Who knows what's going to happen? Like, they're almost self-parodying. You know what I mean? They're almost like... Uh, it's, it's, it's like... They're almost like the Sharknado movies, in which they're just like, what can we get away with? Um, I think the second one was much more that i think the first one had glimpses of like a good self-aware smart sense of humor yes yeah but and the second one the second one sort of descended into complete zaniness but you know not sure that's insulting but yeah i I, yeah uh the black demon was almost too serious um i kind of like what they were going for like it had a very smart message which is like um like human beings it wasn't just the whole, like, oh, oil spills are bad, but it was very much like the people who were suffering the most are the most vulnerable, like, are, it's like the global south. It's the most, like, vulnerable people on the planet are getting fucked over even more, which I think is, like, a weirdly smart message for a movie about a giant shark that may or may not be supernatural. Um, my only problem with it is that it was just, it was too, like, um, I don't know, it was just too, like, too unsmiling. Like, there's a dog, the dog doesn't die, but, like, there was just something about it that was just, like, this is, like, kind of a bummer. You know what I mean? Like, this is just too grim. I I, I don't know if I can handle it. Um, And then I watched uh, a movie called The Lake, which was, like, a Korean film. It's, like, a giant monster thing. Um, You should check it out. It's on Vudu. Which is not like Tubi. It's not free. Oh no, it was free on on, on Vudu with with ads. So there you go. Um, not horror related, but I watched and reviewed a movie called Astrakhan, which is like it's like a French like coming of age film. I really recommend any if you get a chance to see that. And then I started watching uh, Osaka, the new Star Wars thing. Oh my gosh! What? Are you gonna keep this joke going? What joke? I like Star Wars. You like Star Wars too. I'm a I'm a medium Star Wars fan. Osaka yeah, no. in Japan? Are we going to start talking about anime? Ooh, ooh. that's you. <laughs> that's you, you fucker. <laughs> um, hey, hey, quick pause, Chris. Are you okay? You keep cutting on and off. Is your internet bad or something? I, I, dude, I keep dropping the internet. It's always been not like while I'm talking. Thankfully, it's just you know I just miss a little bit of what you were saying. I miss a little bit. I keep jumping back on. I move my router a little closer, and I'm hoping that that will help. But the room that I'm in has the best, like audio. I think the other rooms in my house are a little echoey. But I don't. I if it if it continues, then I will I will move if I have to move. I was gonna say the internet is more important than the echo. So if you have a choice, I would choose solid internet over echo. Honestly. Okay, then let me let me pick myself up here, and uh, you know, let's see if I can. Get myself set up somewhere different. Also, one last thing about Ahsoka. Oh my god. Did you know... Oh, stop. Just stop it. Did you know that Rosario (laughs) Rosario Dawson wasn't the original? I didn't know that. Did you know that? That she didn't do the voice on Rebels? Of course I knew that. I'm a huge Rebels fan. And by huge, I mean I just watched it because... So, here's the thing. And... uh, I don't want to be I don't I don't I don't like being the the Star Wars defender here because I'm a medium Star Wars fan. Uh but I did watch Rebels because I was looking for something to watch with Maeve. And 
<clears throat> I knew that they were drawing from a lot of the Rebels material for the Mandalorian and for this Ahsoka show. Yeah. Uh, but I loved Rebels so much that now I am defensive of Ahsoka because I liked Rebels so much. And Ahsoka is just Rebels season five. And I'm like, well, Rebels is better than most other Star Wars products. So I'm pretty excited for that. Because I, I actually think a lot of Star Wars stuff is pretty bad, uh, even though I like the ideas of it. Like, on paper, I even like the ideas behind the prequels, but the prequels are unwatchable crap. Not all of them. I don't like any Justin, of them. Justin. What? Get serious. I am serious. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. Without Anakin Skywalker, you guys don't know this, without Anakin Skywalker, we wouldn't have Ahsoka. Oh, my gosh. All right. Hey, why don't we take a break? How about that? Okay. Let's take a break. We're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to talk about 1988's remake of the B-movie classic. And I cannot stress B-movie enough. Uh, Chuck Russell's The Blob. We'll be right back. If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a body... You could shoot it. If it had a heart, you could kill it. Now, man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? You were there. You saw. Plasmic life form that hunts its prey. Predator. I want that organism alive. I think you ticked it off. No shape. And we are back to talk about 1988's remake of the classic 50s B-movie, The Blob, directed by Chuck Russell. Um, I don't think this movie needs an introduction. Hold on, uh, hold on. I was just, I just lost my fucking internet connection again. Um, no, you're there. We can hear you. Here. I know, I was, I disappeared. You said, is everybody good? And I started to say, yeah, I turned off my ceiling fan and then I sat down and I had no internet connection. Oh no, we we so. knew, we knew. Justin just said, let's just start and Chris will jump in <laughs> once oh, he gets okay. back. Right. Well, that's, I, I mean, I'm fine with that, except production of the movie, which I think is important for me to be here for. No, I agree. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go. go ahead, Justin, just steamroll me. Who cares, right? <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, Chris, what was your first experience with this movie? Oh, now Did you're you... interested in my input? Oh, I man. am. I, yeah. What's, what's, oh, so what... are we talking about. I came in when you were explaining that it was a remake or whatever, right? So I literally blob, said correct? the title, and then it was a remake of the B movie, The Blob. I lost Not- my internet connection. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> so, my first experience here's honestly, I saw this movie for the first time just about a. F- I don't know, maybe four years ago, like really, really not long ago. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. It, maybe even three years ago. Like, I feel like it might've been during the pandemic friend of the show, Ray fix 
used to have us over to his house to watch movies on a projector on his fence. He has like a white thick picket fence. Um, and so it was great because it's outdoors, whatever. And I remember it was, it was Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher was, I saw for the first time on that fence and it blew my mind as the Cinepunk's previous episode with me on it talks about. And 1988's The Blob was just like, how the fuck have I lived my life without seeing this movie? How have I lived 40 years and not seen this movie? And why this movie talked about, and it, it you know, I and mean, we can get into it more, but that, that was my first experience with seeing it, just being like, what in the fuck? How did I miss this? That's, I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. How about you? How about, I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. How about you, Liam? Honestly, the first time I saw it, uh, I don't remember. I think it was not even like a full sit down watch. It was like mm, college, maybe on one of the pay channels later at night. And oh, fancy boy went to college. going to brag about it. Uh, I just was trying to say like that I because it wasn't high school, but I don't think I was living at home like post. Fancy boy went to high school is gonna brag about. <laughs> um. So yeah, like it was definitely it, it wasn't something I rented because I when I was younger and I could just own up to this and I think it's okay, especially because Justin doesn't like it anyway. I had a bias against any 50s horror movie i was just not interested right and the blob seemed to me to be the most obvious thing so the idea that there was an 80s remake was uninteresting to me but i remember it came on when i was just having one of those nights where i just didn't want to go to sleep and so i'm watching whatever's coming on on uh because uh, but it wasn't ed- edited for tv so it must have been like cinemax or something and uh i thought well i'll give this a try and the movie pretty quickly gets so fucking crazy that I remember thinking, oh, this is actually pretty cool, but not a lot of it stuck with me. And I have now talked to you long enough, Justin Lauren, know your love for it from a long time ago that I've had a respect for it just because I'm like, yeah, I remember liking it and Justin loves it. So it must be pretty good. But when I rewatched it for this, I was like, oh yeah, I remember Kevin Dillon because he looks crazy just as a person he looks crazy and i and i and i remembered the big reveal of it being the government and not an actual alien you know there's just like a government project the rest of the movie i did not remember a lot of it at all and that could have been that when i watched it i was falling asleep or something i don't know what the deal was but this almost felt like a rewatch it just did seen it in like 20 years yeah yeah it felt like or i said rewatch it felt like a first time watch is what i meant to say except for i couldn't forget kevin Dillon. i knew as soon as the snow truck i was like oh yeah that's how they get it you know like i knew i could remember that and i remember the government reveal like as soon as the government was involved i'm like oh yeah because it's not an alien so like those bits stuck with me but as a whole i i didn't remember a lot of the movie uh and weirdly i watched phantoms first before i watched this and as i was watching phantoms i was thinking this kind of reminds me of the blob actually and uh that's kind of funny isn't it justin yeah we'll get to it when we get the phantoms but um let's just say that uh a lot of the iconic imagery from this film may or may not be lifted 
directly from the novel Phantoms from 1980. Which uh, is funny since this is so much better than the movie Phantoms. Yes, yes, <laughs> by like by like a galaxy. So Justin, you saw this when you were a kid, you said, pretty young? Yeah, so um, I wrote about this. Um, I, I, I still want to bring it back. I did a, a, a column, we'll call it, called This Justin where I talk about like my experiences with horror. I remember watching this with my dad when I was a little kid and my reaction towards it was beyond fear. And it went into like mes like I was like mesmerized by this movie. Like yes, it scared the absolute hell out of me, but I just remember being like I didn't know they could do this. Like the scene, the scene when um what's his name? The boyfriend Paul when he gets killed, when that eats him, I that is like burned in my brain. I just remember being like, are you shitting me right now? Like, because it, it, it's such a violent, painful death. And it, there's just, it's so well done. The effects are so fucking amazing. Um, from like a narrative viewpoint, it's a brilliant bait and switch because they set that guy to be the hero and then he's fucking gone. Um but I just remember this movie leaving such an impression on me that I, I was just like, oh, my God, the blob's amazing. And then for like my 10th birthday, um, I had a sleepover party and we got uh, a bunch of my friends over and we got um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and the Steve McQueen version of the blob. And we put it on. And to a person, all of my friends were like terrified of the Steve McQueen version. And not to be all like, oh, it was a badass, but I was just like, so the old guy, when did they show him like melted from the fucking chest down? When do we see the blob eating people? You know what I mean? Like, because the new version is like, it leaves nothing to the imagination. It is so, I don't even, it's, I've, we've talked about this so many times on the show in that, like, you got to give respect to a film that puts its monster in like broad daylight or out in the open and just is like, there it is. Look at it. Like the special and gets away with it. Looks really it looks good. So often than it looks good. bad. Oh my God. Like it, um, I don't know this. Like, I don't even like to every now and again, I'll, I'll try to find like a behind the scenes, like, you know, and like, there's some of it out there. There's pictures of, um, what's his name? Donovan Leach, there's like a few like Polaroids of them like sizing him up and like doing the makeup for him when he gets like eaten by it. But like I to this day, I don't know how they get the weird flowing like because it just I don't it just there's nothing else like it. It just like I know it's probably some sort of like weird in camera trick with like reverse like running the film back and all that. But like the monster in this movie just looks so good and it's so like. All the deaths look so fucking pain, and they kill a kid. Like when that kid ties in the sewer. It's it, I I I just I don't know. Like I my love for this movie is just like, uh, it's it's just like Guy Fieri. It's just out of bounds. Yeah, like, I just I just love yeah. this fucking movie so much. It's it's just it's such a it's such a mile marker in my 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 I guess my growth as a horror fan and like my development as a person who watches movies like this the, the blob is just like one of those like if anytime it's one of like fuck it we're watching the blob like it's just it's a movie i watch like every year around halloween it never gets old um it's just fucking fantastic 
I love your excitement for it. Chris, it sounds like you're also excited. I let me be the one naysayer. Typical. I mean, I'm just saying someone has Justin to do it. Justin and I someone, are right someone, and someone Liam has is to wrong. Do it. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, I also really liked it and I didn't remember a lot of it. So it was really satisfying to watch. I do want to acknowledge a few things, though, that maybe in our excitement we might not acknowledge. One of which is that uh, Kevin Dillon cannot act. And by not act, I don't mean just on the scale of, say, actors ar- around the world. I mean, even on the scale of a horror movie, his performance is bad. He uh, listen, Shawnee Smith's not really killing it either. No, like no, no, that, no, no. That no, was no. the first time that I definitely watched it was like, oh my God, this movie is fucking amazing, except for Shawnee Smith's acting and, you know, Kevin Dillon's acting. Like, except, you know, it's just. Well, and that's the, what's so funny about the. In the starring roles really hurt it. Well, and, and that's what's so funny to me, Justin, about this really, I think, bold move of killing off. Uh, this the guy who feels like he's going to be the hero gets killed pretty early on. He has a lot more charisma than they do. Like, oh, honest, yeah. honestly, I feel like it's really weird that they're like, okay, this guy, he's interesting. We got to kill him because uh, he's drawing away from the blob. And we need all the only good part of the movie can be the blob itself, which I'll agree with you guys. It's weird. It really feels like the only times that the blob as a creature effect doesn't completely work. It's only the limits of the technology that was available at the time. When it comes to the editing decisions and just the directorial decisions, every decision they make works. It's just, you know, it was 1988. So there's only so much they could do. I feel like the same director with the same budget, but slightly more advanced technology might be able to make something where you wouldn't feel at all that there was any you know what I mean? Like it would all work a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? It just is like, I, that's probably the best part of the movie. I do think for me and my taste, when we get to like the end of the movie and it starts to feel a bit more like an adventure movie, I'm slightly less invested. Until I don't know, man. I, I am. I'm just, it's just where I'm at. The, the, I, I, I I'm just slightly less invested. I'm not saying I'm out. I'm just a little less invested up until the coal truck. And then there's just something about the ridiculousness of the way none of the science, once the coal truck shows up, none of that science works. Like none of that makes any sense, which should take me out of it. But instead I was like, it's so stupid that it kind of brought me back in and I got really excited again Uh, (laughs) up to that point. I'm just kind of like, I prefer the blob as, oh, no, I'm in an alleyway and I can't get away from the blob to we're all sort of banding together and trying to fight the blob together. That part was less cool for me, uh, but it doesn't make the movie bad. And and honestly, you know, for me, as Chris will tell you, I'm usually the, the poo-poo pee-pee pants who's trying to shit on everyone's parade. Uh, those are my only naysays here. The rest of the movie really does work. And it's really strange to me. I don't know that this movie has a great reputation. I think a lot of people think of this as an inferior was, remake, and I, I don't do. understand that at all. Well, it's unfortunate. I don't first of all, the, the 50s blob punishment, like you, that movie is unbearable. I, we went to remake Double Take, what, two years ago at Mah- last year at Mahoning? Yep. And they showed, they showed the Steve McQueen blob first, and I wanted to die. That movie is fucking dog shit. 
it, like it, it, I mean, it, it is like I get the nostalgia of it. I think I think that Colonial is so fucking cool for doing like the Blobfest thing. I think that's wonderful. Uh, you would have to pay me a lot of money to watch that movie again. I think it's cruel. Like it's a piece of shit. This 1988 one is not. So like, why? But I, I was kind of like wondering, like I was trying to figure it out. Like why didn't they get anywhere? And a couple of things that I saw like, well, it's a remake. So like, did it sort of suffer the same way the thing, you know, like John Carpenter's The Thing bombed and this has a lot of, it has a strong The Thing vibe. Like, yes. especially, you know, the, the practical effects, the monster, the, the fact that like every motherfucker in this movie is on the chopping block. Everybody can die. The diner was the sheriff, the annoying kid. They're all fucked. The jock that you think is going to be the main character, like they can all die just like in the thing, but he's on the chopping block and the, the practice. So, so, but is it because it was a remake of a movie that wasn't super well known? And then I also looked up what came out that summer and that summer was stacked like um i think it was uh friday the th friday no nightmare on street four i think came out like a two later and it's just like well that's the exact same audience so this didn't have much time in the movies you know what i mean die hard came out that summer monkey shines came out that summer although i'm sure monkey shines died in the theater um even though it's fucking flawless um there was a lot of stuff it seemed like a big movie or big summer for movie lost in the shuffle i also saw a, a factoid about uh the production company went belly up and got bought out like really close to before or after the release so maybe it got sort of like lost in you know reshuffling hell but i don't think this movie has like i don't think that this movie has the reputation that it earns for itself yeah. I go ahead, Justin. I was gonna say I also this is I'm not gonna say this is a hot take because that's I hate that fucking phrase. But um this movie came out the tail end of like the Reagan era. And I I, I, I think that one of the I in the article I wrote, one of the things I brought up was that like the original Is that part movie of your was, This Just In series? You should bring it that was, back. Yes, I should, I should. Maybe I will someday. Who knows? If I if I live long enough. Um in the original the subtext is that like the authorities are useless and that it's the, the <laughs> wacky teenagers that band together. This movie kind of has more of a, not only, not only are the authorities useless, it's the authorities fault that this shit is going on right. at all. Yes. yes, And yes, it's yes. actually kind of like these, like, um, you know, small so would town your assertion be, would your assertion be that if that had, come out more like in the in the middle of the reagan era that it would have been a better like a big no. or like no no i further I, I, away with a little more retrospect yes like, i think this i think okay. this movie is i think this movie is kind of critiquing the reagan era because it has this like m these faceless military types who do not have our best interests in mind are bringing this shit to small town america and then the only people who can stop it are like these like the proletariat working class people doing their thing and then how does this movie end this movie ends with del close as a fucking preacher literally talking about how he's going to unleash the blob on the world again if that's not a critique of like evangelism and like the fucking bullshit that reagan unleashed on this country like i don't know what is and i i think that may have like struck a sour note with some people i i also want to say 
<clears throat> I don't think it's that big a mystery because the, the more I think about it, right, and I I don't know that I'm as offended as you guys are by the original Blob, but I certainly would rather watch this than that. Like that's there's no argument there. I don't know that I find it utter torture, but it's certainly not enjoyable to me. Uh, but I do want to say this. Imagine if someone said, we're going to make a new, a modern remake of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And in our version, Henry is really charming and affable. And the whole movie, you just like him and he doesn't kill anyone. You'd say, well, that's not why I like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, you know? Or if someone took over your favorite vegan pizza shop and they said, we're going to make barbecue wings instead and they're going to be actual wings made of chickens you'd say well that's not why i come to this vegan. i'd burn it down yeah going there i would i i think this movie is literally not why people like the blob i think this is the problem is that you can't rely on the the audience as well yeah people like the original blob because they're stupid and they like bad movies i i'm not that's not the point the point is you can't rely on the the whole point of remaking something is that you have a built-in audience but this happens a lot where you remake something so that you'll get the built-in audience but then you've completely maybe not completely but you've changed what it is they like about the first thing oh yeah and then you don't know why they're so confused and in this case this movie actually has blood and guts it is scary and the original bob is is not that you know i can imagine like some sort of like ex bobby soccer Taking his, you know, he's like, hey, hey, uh, Jimmy, let's go see the blob. Me and your mom used to neck in the back of the Cadillac watching this movie. <laughs> and then they go and they see fucking Jeffrey Nunn getting fucking his jaw ripped off in a fucking telephone booth. I totally understand how people who the blob was this beloved B movie to would see this and be like, what the fuck did they do to this? I mean, they're wrong. But just. I, yeah, why would you lend credence to the opinion of an impure person who would neck in the back seat of a Cadillac? <laughs> this is true. You uh, know, you know they're not deserving of your time. No, they're not. I've uh, never done that. Yeah, I think the 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 angle here that really makes this work. I mean, there's a lot of things about it that make it work. One is, of course, the utter. The it's not just that it's gory, right? It's that the gore is kind of cruel as well. You know that the people yes. who go, you it like this matters, is a very you know? cool movie. Yeah, and I I think that really works. The other selling point to me, of course, is something that Justin already mentioned, and I started off with, which was that this is all because of the government. That the government literally wants to capture the blob so that it can unleash it on the commies, and. uh I like that angle. I think that works really well for the movie. It adds another layer to it. It certainly makes uh, Kevin Dillon a fucking hero when most of the movie are like, who is this weird mullet jerk off and why should I care about him? Uh, but it really kind of works at the end. And and for me, I think that it goes, it goes to a lot of effort to help people realize why the blob as a creature it's actually fucking terrifying. It's a gelatinous goo that f- absorbs all organic material and nothing you do can hurt it. That's fucking actually terrifying. It's actually terrifying if you spend a few minutes to think about it. I think people think of it as corny because they still have that 50s idea in their mind of something no. that feels very silly, you know? Even the nature of the blob in the, in the original one, the, 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 it's no secret that the blob in the original one 
was communism. It was a creeping red menace. It is a bright red thing that creeps along and you don't realize it's there until it's too late. This thing is like fucking fast as hell. Like it's like an actual predator. Uh, yeah, it's the differences are are are, are multitude. I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, 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 I just, no. But I, just, I just had to yell. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I think that if you haven't seen this movie, and someone said, "What are some scary monster ideas?" I don't think a lot of people come up with the blob. Right? It just sounds not scary. No, it sound it sounds hokey and stupid. This is ter- the I blob think. is terrifying. Like, um. I, I remember I, Justin, you're you're thinking about someone who understands what it is and like gets the context of it. It, it like it's literally a wad of chewed up gum. Like, yeah, if you get into the into the depth of the quote unquote character and understand the terror that it you know, and, and you see you've seen the movies. Like the idea that it's a blob is just like it the word blob isn't scary. I think it is a ridiculous bad guy. Yeah. I mean, let, let's not works. forget there, there was a song written about the blob, you know, in beware the, the, this, the, the, the sequel to the blob in the fifties, beware the blob. It was like this, like sort of like, um, uh, like it was like a, like a surf rock song about the blob and, oh, beware the blob and blah. And it was like, and you see that. And then you watch this movie and you're like, yes, absolutely. Beware the blob. It's like, it will fucking. Yeah, you see this way. movie and you say murder is on the menu. <laughs> oh fuck you! <laughs> no, but like, there's the best line from this movie that I think is when like the <laughs> is God damn it, Chris is when the <laughs> the scientists they're talking about like um they're like it's gonna it, it it grows exponentially like every whatever and he's like if we don't act now in a week there will not be a United States left to defend. Because it's going to be that. It is going to cover the country. Well, and I think it's also terrifying to see the scientists, the head scientists at least, completely not get it. Like, I mean, one thing, if we got an actual crack team of of military scientists who are out here ready to fight the blob, and these jerk-offs are just like, they've got giant let's-kill-the-commies boners. And And only one dude is like, Hey, this is actually pretty scary, guys. Like, this might be a problem. And they're like, "Shut the fuck up, Tom." Yeah, I love, I love the part when it when it's like it's in the sewer and they they just shoot it a bunch, and he's like, "Chew on that slime ball." And it's like, you know, for a fact, Bull and Stolt stopped this thing. Bill Mosley is witnessing his friends being eaten alive, and you think guns are gonna stop it? You fucking fascist idiot! Well, I think we covered the blob pretty good. Yeah, it's a blob. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about the fucking tragedy that is 1998's Phantoms. We'll be right back. I guess it's kind of cute in a dorky sort of way. 
Is it always this quiet? No. No, it isn't. It's really out there. It's just trying to bait us. Like your deputy at the inn. And we are back to talk about 1998's Phantoms, directed by Joe Chappelle, who is known for other fucking masterpieces as um, TV shows. Oh, he did Fringe. He did. Yeah, he did. One of the first things that one of the first things that I noted is that it looks cheap, like a TV. And I looked at the director's credit. Oh, he did. Well, that the, makes sense. He did The Wire. Okay. This guy directed The Wire, and then he he made Phantoms. Okay, Ugh. so but still, you know, I, I I was saying that he's not a good TV director. More like the movie looks a TV show, not. Um, oh yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Hey, uh, Chris. Yes. Why did you make us yes. watch this fucking movie? Um. Well, um, it was Justin's idea because the last time that I was on the podcast, um, which you know, this might be the last time that I'm ever on it because of this movie, but we were on it. We were, it, and I was like, Oh, you guys have covered the blob before. Right. And then it, Justin was like, no, we haven't. And then he suggested this. And I had honestly, like in that, the seven carloads of free V tapes that I got, uh, was in there. And I was like, oh, I never saw this. So I yeah, last late in the, late in the winter last year, maybe it was. And I, I remember it being like, not great, but setting it up to watch it this time, like I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes and it had a 13%. And I was like, that's, come on, that's, that's crazy. And then hmm. it was, it was, I remember it being unremarkable, but this time it was, it was remarkably bad. I think I would rather watch the original Blob than these, watch Phantoms again. These movies are separated by 10 years, right? Almost, almost exactly. And on paper, 
<clears throat> on paper, I suggest to you, and I get that, Laura, you have a deep love for the blob, but on paper, which is ironic, I guess, because Phantoms is, was a novel first, but even a treatment for the movie, Phantom sounds like a much better fucking movie than the blob. It just, the, the yes. idea yes. is so much better. It's so much more interesting. It has so much more to deal with. And yet the blob, regardless of even if you have issues with it, because some people I'm sure do, it's still a much better executed movie that is far more entertaining than even one. I mean, <clears throat> I think as Phantoms begins, I was stoked. Like the setup as we started getting going, I was like, okay, I don't like the style of this thing, but like, this is a cool premise. Like this could go places. And within 20 minutes, I was like, no, this is going to be bad. What the fuck are we doing? And as the movie progressed, it just got worse and worse. And I was yeah, amazed at how unhappy. Now, now don't get me wrong. It's very nineties. The cast is kind of ridiculous. Like, there were lots of indicators that I could have seen that this movie might be bad, but I was ready for a bad, but very enjoyable nineties movie. And I don't think we even got to that level, let alone to the blob level. I I want to address somewhat of an elephant in the room when it comes to this movie. I remember when this movie came out and everyone was like, Oh, this is just a rip off of the blob. A lot of the imagery of this movie, the guys in the hazmat suits, um, or a lot of the imagery from the blob that is like iconic. The guys in the hazmat suits, the fucking, uh, you know, the the people showing up in this town and being like, "We're here to help." That's all in the novel Phantoms, which was came out five years before the remake of the Blob. Um, I I won't lie and say that this movie is. There aren't things about this movie that I like. Um, there are certain movies that have been based on books where characters have stuck with me. And then when I read the books, I see those characters. Um, Jamie Sheridan is is Randall Flagg to me. Um, the fucking what's-his-face from Stranger Things. He is Richie Tozier to me. When I And I've reread Phantoms a number of times since seeing this movie. Lee Schreiber embodies that character perfectly. Like, he is perfectly creepy, perfectly unlikable. Um, wait. Can I, let me? But there's let me, never any reason. Why is he fuck? Why is he like that? No, one hundred percent. This is the problem. On one hand, what Justin just said is right. In fact, I would go so far as to say, him and the stupid, the stupid uh, guy who's writing about the the ancient evil. Uh, that's you Timothy mean the future Flight. Justin Lore. Respect. Oh, the f- yeah, the future yeah. Justin Lord. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. Those like, uh, those two yeah. actors, I think, are delivering some of the strongest performances. But if you take away the your knowledge of the novel, Justin, and you focus just on the movie, it's terrible. Nothing he does, even though I will I will fully grant his performance next level. The character within the context of the script in the movie, it doesn't make any sense. I, There's I no know, reason I, for him to do any of I it. Know. And in fact, that's why if, I got if, so mad at that. Ben character. Affleck, if Ben and the cop, um, you know, vanished outside when he inexplicably goes outside, like those two were a different police department, and Liev Schreiber was just like a local town cop or a, a recent transfer or something. But like, I, unless I missed it, they don't. There's no reason that he's a fucking freak. Like, no, well, they kind of address it that 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 Ben Affleck again. This is not touched upon at all in the movie. 
Ben Affleck's character is an FBI trans. He he's he's an FBI agent. Yeah, he shot so, a kid, and at the yeah. end, we learn the ultimate lesson is that he shouldn't be sorry for shooting the kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's another thing I don't like about this movie. It's a little too pro cop. But I'm saying the tension between Leif Schreiber's character and Ben Affleck's character, um, you know, in in the novel where it's well developed and fleshed out and explained, it makes sense. Here, it's just like, oh, he's just a fucking creepy old dude. And or like a creepy fucking power hungry. He wasn't piece even of shit. old. He's just a no, creep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, the, the, this it's it's just like they they pretty much cut off. They cut out so much cool shit from the novel and replaced it with 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 a bunch of horse shit that like doesn't like. I swear to God, if there was one more fucking scene of Rose McGowan, you know, gravely intoning how they were all. They weren't gonna. I was gonna fucking smash my laptop. I fucking that shit just drives me up a fucking wall. Um, it was, this movie is horrible. This movie is horrible, and it was made worse. I uh, like the movies. I don't think the movie is particularly long, but it it drug and drug and drug. And I I watched on um, the greatest free streaming preach service ever. Preach, preach. Uh, Pluto T. Fuck you! <laughs> and so I had to oh. Pluto TV, and I had to watch commercials. And son like, of a bitch! So every time a commercial came on, I would like out, and I wouldn't want to come in for the movie because it was just so fucking bad. Like oh I don't. God. Truthfully, we talked a lot about the blob. We talked a lot about before. We could just fucking end the episode. This movie is shit, and you should no, watch it. I want to like. You know, and I one took really the notes were like about most of my uh, that Rose McGowan should have used her her gun prowess to redacted Harvey Weinstein, uh, and that like Ben Affleck's career is proof of the evil that Harvey Weinstein was capable of, because fucking terrible in this movie. This movie is fucking awful. Like th three cool, and other than that, an irredeemable trash. And you, Liam, for making us watch it. I, you, you. There are parts of this movie you like, but I. Here's my thing, Justin. I'm not convinced you would feel so many good feelings towards it if you didn't love the book. No, 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 no. I actually dislike this movie more because of how much I like the book. Okay, okay. Because no, it's the same thing. It's the same fucking thing with it. Chapter two. I hated that movie so much because of how much I love that, that movie. Book. Sucked. Movie was garbage because of the fucking love I have for the book. Like there, there are hints in this movie. Yeah, but I also I'm not a fucking nerd. I don't read, and that's still that second movie anyway, sucked ass, and yeah. Phantom sucks ass. Oh it, my gosh! Like there are there are hints in this movie of where it could. Like I I really do think that like the scenes when they're going through the town and finding the vi victims. I I on paper that is terrible when they're like no I, I like i'll go so far as to say that those work that was my setup right is like when they first just start discovering bodies i was thinking this is going to be great but yeah. as soon as the police show up which when they show up it doesn't make any sense and then they all start talking to each other Liam. it fucking sucks saying when you were saying that like it opens up and you're like oh, okay we're on to something here and then you said 20 minutes i was like you know what I was going to say up until the police show up 20 minutes about what that is, but you're right. Uh, like the old people's heads in the oven is funny. It doesn't make sense why they were stuck up in the top of the oven, but like that was cool and gruesome and finding the bodies was like cool and weird, but like 
then the police show up you don't know why they're there and you don't know why Liev Schreiber is fucking acting the way he's acting. It's nonsense. I and then it just goes downhill from there until future Justin Lore comes in and is fun. Because I love you, Justin. He, he at least is... The, yeah, yeah. The, he's at least fun. But the the interactions with the, the evil are all stupid. When the evil thing bursts out of the ground, that is the moth eating that guy's face is cool. That that's part true. Is cool. That's true. But yeah. like when the creature comes out the and they're shooting the stuff into the creature, so dumb. It's like CW Air. level fucking and here's special the thing. effects. Here's the like, thing. It's 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 like TV a lot of time. Show. What's that? It's it's like a TV show. Like everything looks yes. cheap. Yeah, and it's like the the thing that got me is like how like it would when it would take people. When it would, when it would, when it would grab someone, like when it grabs that cop outside, there's just a flashlight and his gun is spinning. And I'm like, no, it's like, what do you want it to be? Is it the supernatural force that just like whisks people away and makes them disappear? Or is it like a flesh and blood creature that like, cause there are, I, I, I know I keep going back to this. There are parts in the book when it attacks people on purpose. There's a scene in the movie where they find a dog and that part in the book is like this creature. Oh. Sp- in in the book, what it does is there's a, there's like a rookie cop who is like he's like kind of religious and he's like terrified out of his mind and he's like he like has like a private like God if you get me out of this I'll never pick up another gun again I'll dedicate my life to healing animals that's what I'm supposed to do and the creature picks up on that because it eaten someone who knew him and it's like I'm gonna go after that guy as a dog to maximize the and like that is actually interesting. And then it's it's like a super gruesome scene where they're like, "What do we do? Do we try to save him?" And Ben Affleck's character is just like, "What? What? If if we touch him, it's just gonna get us. Like, just go up and and just shoot him." Like, there are so many like I I, I talked about this off mic, but like Dean Koontz is known for being a very saccharine writer. He has a lot of very cornball, super cheesy, um, like like I love his work, but like he has a reputation for being like very happily ever after there are scenes in phantoms that are like extremely gruesome and are, are, are like the scenes in the blob where these people are getting like eaten alive. And I think that just because they didn't have the budget, they, they chose instead to just try to do like a less is more thing. And they failed just fucking spectacularly. It is, it is, it is, I, I I don't know, like it's unspeakable about how bad they translated the monster to the big screen. Terrible. Can we? Uh, I'm still if, confused if you guys, that you love Dean Koontz, but that's fine. We can keep going. Uh, look, man, everyone, I'm soft. Okay, I have a soft <laughs> heart. <laughs> what are you saying, Chris? If, can we? If you ever agree to let me have, like, to let me come back on the podcast, and I Which think we you will. have to because I'm a Patreon subscriber, so I kind of have you by the balls. But like, can we agree to just watch two good movies? Because I feel like this every is time entirely I'm on, on you. This is entirely on you. No, this, this is, is all you your fault. This movie, Liam. This is all your literally. Fault. You're Liam a said, I want to watch Phantoms." You're the worst. It's on Pluto TV. You can watch it for free. We can watch Phantoms. I'm Liam, I, and I want to watch it. I have but text every messages. time I'm on this fucking show. We have one good movie and then one giant steaming pile. So like, fuck this movie. I don't want to watch a bad movie anymore. Stop making me watch bad movies, Liam. You know what's so stop fresh- it. You know what's so frustrating about this is like 
whenever Chris wants to come on, the first thing I always ask is, what do you want to watch? And I might as well have asked him to solve the equation of the universe. He always <laughs> acts like it's the toughest decision he's, he's ever made agony. in like, his life. And I always say, you know what? It's fine, man. I'll just pick the movies and you just watch the movies I pick. That is also unacceptable. It's like, I, how dare you ask me to choose? How dare you offer to choose for me? I'm so hey, offended. It could have been worse, Chris. We could have, we could have, I watched Watchers last night with this fucking movie. <laughs> we could have, we could have watched Watchers as well. Do you know how bad wa Watchers makes Phantoms look like fucking Citizen Kane? I strongly disagree. Uh, no, you're wrong about that. We're Watch, not Watchers is better than Watchers. Phantoms and it's better than Leviathan. I said it. Okay. Oh, Leviathan's not good. It's so bad. I I watched that on Laserdisc like I don't know six months ago or something and like it was fucked butt it like I'm sorry anyway did you say it fucked butt <laughs> No I said it was it was it was fucking butt like it was ass it was bad it was booty Oh okay I I'm gonna start so, saying man that um, really fucked butt <laughs> No come on So uh, hey uh, I mean don't be wrong this this double feature makes sense these movies are of a of a of a cloth it's really weird that the blob is so much better than phantoms uh and i if you've never seen the blob i recommend it if you've never it's seen like phantoms, hydrox and oreo everyone <laughs> thinks oreo is better but hydrox came first baby uh okay uh but definitely uh, hydrox and oreo but definitely don't watch Phantoms. I can say that. Apparently, you no, should read the book. Although Phantoms. my feeling has always been that, like, because here's the thing for me, Justin. I've read. Okay, probably, I hear this. I've probably read four or five Dean Koontz books, right? Okay. I don't remember a moment of a single one of those fucking books. There, no, there are. Again, I had this conversation with a friend last night. There are some very bad Dean Koontz books, um, but Phantoms and Watchers are not like those are two of his books that like instead of just being the really like kind of like hallmark channel like stephen king light um saccharine fucking like oh moo 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 fests there's like a lot of cool ideas like flying around in these movies um about like oh is is it mankind that is corrupting the fucking ancient <laughs> enemy is oh. it the fucking uh, is it, you know, is the dog from Phantoms? Is it the creature from Phantoms? Is is he responsible for his actions? Um, you know, I, I, I don't... Look, when are we going to do some Peter Straub movies? That's what I want to know. What's that? It's just another writer I remember from that time. I don't. I don't even know anything about. Let's get Let's get Christopher Pike and make some watch some of his movies. They made movies of Christopher Pike, Christopher Pike books. They need to make Monster out of by Christopher Pike. That that would be great. Uh, hey Chris, thanks for coming. On. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I love, uh, Chris, you. I love for, you very much, Chris. Do you have anything coming thanks up? For, any no. any sort of events? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything going yeah, on yeah, in your yeah. world? So, um, so September sixteenth is Steel Stacks SmackDown two. The ringside sold out right away. The balcony seats are gone. But there's lots of room for standing room seats, so um, or standing room tickets. Um, they're twenty bucks at steelstacks.org. Just go to the calendar and find September sixteenth and buy tickets. Uh, before the show, there will be a meet and greet, and we With? just confirmed. Well, we just we had uh, we just confirmed that Wheeler Yuta 
able to do the meet and greet. So he's AEW Blackpool Combat Club recently, just this past weekend, performed in front of 80,000 people in uh, Wembley Stadium, the largest paid audience ever at Wembley Stadium, which is incredible. Um, So he's going to be there for the meet and greet and wrestling on the show. In addition, we also have D'Lo Brown, and oh Charles, shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Char- and Charles Wright, aka Papa Shango, aka mm-hmm. Kamal Mustafa, aka the motherfucking Godfather. So they shit. will be there. All of those guys. Just I, tonight, I just announced that Max the Impaler is going to be um, wrestling on the show. It, they recently uh, have a world title in the NWA, which is very cool. I they're going to be available for the the meet and greet um delmi exo who's the women's champion for mlw will be there but i don't know if she'll be able to greet that stuff the meet and greet is included with your ticket come and hang out the puffs and the dan champions and all those folks will be there to sell you t-shirts and sell you eight by ten to take pictures with you the show itself starts at eight o'clock steelstacks.org september 16th steelstacks smackdown 2 should, it's gonna should, be a blast should i have d'lo brown do a flying power bomb to me I think that you should show up wearing a catcher's chest protector for your photo op with D'Lo Brown. Okay. That's what I think. When are you getting, um, Rhea, when are you getting Rhea Ripley on one of these things? My wife. Come on now. Um, um, so the, uh, and then also I'd like to, I'd like to plug dry rot, which is the, the fan pressing teats company. The, the, the second best right after rough cut fan club. Yeah. Dry shop. Um, you can also just go to merchbin.net where we host a store for Mahoning Drive-In, Iron Sheik, here's all a bunch of cool bands. Um, and then also we have a Patreon, which has been super successful. We've got a bunch of supporters. It it really, really, really um worked. You know, it it was it was a a ripping success right out of the gates, which was super exciting. Uh there's some tiers that you just get digital content. There's other tiers where I'll, I'll mail you shirts, you know, so either every month or every month you'll get a t-shirt in the mail. That's very easy. That's very channel, I think. Um, and then we, we had one patrons only. I'm going to work on another event. I think in November, I'm going to host a screen printing workshop. Cause that's one of the questions that I've gotten the most over the years is like, would you ever teach someone how to print? So I think, for patreon exclusive like just for the patrons they can come and kind of give a crash course on how to print and then they'll get to print their as like a little extra souvenir bonus so we're working on some videos that i think i'm going to drop the first one in the next week or so um that kind of teaches you how the sausage is made kind of little little two minute videos about the different steps of making t-shirts so there's some really really fun stuff that i'm really excited about that so i would love it if you signed up for that um that's patreon slash lvac uh you know the website order shirts tell your friends to order shirts use the contact form i don't know i don't know what else. i think that's kind of all the shit have um you know after alice x wrestling show we'll probably be back at Sokol's for the holiday we are going to be uh, appearing and supporting the Festival Unbound Touchstone Theater does at the end of September, but that's still sort of coming into into shape. So Steel Stacks is the next the next big marker on the road. Cool. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure, even though we yeah. need each other thank and you. both want each other to die. My love for you. Is I love you, Justin. I just massive. hate Liam for I, making me watch Phantoms. I love you, and I want, I hate you too, but I still love you. So, all right, that's the episode. Um, you can, if you want to be a patron for us, patreon.com backslash Be sure to check Chris out at www.xlvacx.com. Be sure to check out Essex Coffee Roasters at essexcoffeeroasters.com and support our good friend Sharky at mechanicalsharkmedia.com. And until next time, come on, death. Come on, death. Mitch McConnell's right there. Come on, <laughs> death. Fantasy so is a good movie. Bye. Night. Do you scan the night sky in search of unidentified aerial phenomena? Do you lose sleep over strange projects funded by the CIA? Ever wonder which orifices ectoplasm comes out of? Come explore the unexplained and unexplainable with us on our podcast, Weird, Obscure, and Possibly Unsafe. We'll talk about telepomancy, haunted railroads, sentient umbrella spirits, mind-altering video games, remote viewing, SpongeBob conspiracy theories, and only gets weirder from there. Each episode, we'll share three stories about all the weird things they tell you not to believe. Weird, obscure, and possibly unsafe. Available anywhere you get your podcasts! Hey! Hey!